the crosshairs. Praise God for this day. In Jerusalem, at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in the prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. Luke 2, 25-32, the Message Bible. Any prayer initiative driven solely by the energy of the flesh will fizzle out like a carbonated drink left uncapped. It takes a certain level of inner constitution, one that is unmoved by external circumstances, to remain fixed, focused, and faithful in our prayer over a protracted period. Without the internal construct, our energy wanes, passion is quickly replaced with passivity, faithfulness becomes sporadic at best, and inertia replaces enthusiasm. Simeon lived in a day when the external circumstances were sufficient to dent his faith and bury his buoyancy. It was a day when the heavens were brazen, God was muted, spiritual movements were less than occasional, the political environment was awash with depotism and narcissism and spiritual indifference was the norm. What keeps a man's prayer position buoyed when there is no noticeable response from heaven? What causes a man to consistently pray when the outer circumstances seem only to get worse? What informs consistency when there is no immediate evidence of improvement in the shifting circumstances of life? The flesh did not pilot Simeon's tenacity, but the Spirit provoked it. Note the terms, the Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit had shown him, led by the Spirit. In a spiritually deadpan environment, this man discovered how to reach beyond himself to a source of life that knows no exhaustion. Prayer for Simeon was not something he occasionally did to stroke his religious ego. He is defined as a man who lived in prayerful expectancy. Prayer was his way of life. It was a condition coded within his spiritual DNA. It was a character component of his existence, and as such, the outer conditions held no sway in his position before God. Simeon was possessed by an unswerving inner conviction. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Sustained prayer that is unflinching and unyielding requires an inner certainty that God will respond. It appears delayed from the human viewpoint. God is always on time, and the man of prayer is assured of this reality, and the assurance buttresses his prayer position. Personal prayer can be a meaningless, montanous, you know, monotonous, thank you, <laughs> exercise if the Spirit of the Lord is excluded from the exercise of our sensitivity and our sensitivity is hushed. Our responsiveness to the promptings of the Spirit is the core from which our prayer is energized. In our prayer, we have to be careful not to inundate the time with insensitive petitioning. The Spirit will show us and lead us and our yieldingness to his leading forms the basis of our interchange with the Lord. That dynamic interplay of his leading and our yielding takes prayer into a zone where time stands still, and we are effectively praying into his will. It equally shapes, the, it equally shapes our expectancy, 
And that expectancy leaves us wide-eyed in all circumstances as we look for the realization of what we have consistently prayed into and prayed for. And in the context of what is being said here, prayer that is led by the Spirit of the living God is alive and it's active. And we don't look at our circumstances that are going on around us because God is not limited to the dimension of time. We don't look at things in the period of time. We look at things in the eternal purpose of God. And that is the prayer that should be prayed, looking always to God that his will be done. Because you might not see it in your generation. But what we're praying is God's will, so it doesn't matter. As long as the spirit of the living God is leading us, we are praying his will. We know that we shall have what we pray for. I'm going to read some of the prayer points. Number one, international focus. Continue to pray for Albert Kitcher and the Ukraine as the situation escalates. I want to throw something in. Again, I talked about it a little bit last week. Don't listen to the news on this because it's a false narrative. When you go in to pray, pray that God would give you the wisdom and the understanding of what's going on in this situation and that he would open up doors of information to you that is accurate and truthful. Number two, the situation with Canadian truckers requires our prayer at the, at the ish, as the issue is now on nice edge. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to what's going on in Canada, but the truckers who came peacefully to protest the oppression that have been under by their government for two years, they, they have, you thought we had it bad here. They've been totally wiped out. And they've, they, as a people, want liberty and they want freedom, and that's what this is all about. It's not about the vaccine, it's not about the science of it, it's not about anything other than the government to take their boot, to take the government's boot off their neck and to have the liberty to live as Canadians want to live. And what's not in this, uh, number two is I wanna bring something up on Pastor Arter. Does anyone know Pastor Arter from Vancouver or Calgary? He is a Christian pastor who came to Canada about 25 to 30 years ago he came from communist-controlled uh, uh, Eastern Europe. And when he came here, he came because Canada was free. And he could preach the gospel because it was a place where he could worship God in total liberty. He has been arrested five times. He now is sitting in jail in solitary confinement because he preached to the truckers. That's his only crime. And the reason why he was thrown in jail the first two or three times, four times, because he refused to close his church because he saw what was happening. And when we pray for Canada, pray for the church there, that they would have the strength and the boldness to preach the gospel in all of its power and authority and as, as the ecclesia that they would still continue to move out within society and in culture. Because that, I spent a lot of time in Canada. I know this culture. They're very passive people. They're very kind people. But they've also become very godless, just like America, in the last 30, 40 years with the laws that they've passed and the, and the things that they've embraced as a society and a culture. So when we pray for Canada and the truckers, we're praying for the whole of Canada. We're praying for the people. We're praying for the churches. We're praying for the churches that they would be strong and that they would not back down to tyranny. And that's what it's all about. 
Number three, pray for Anderson Williams, John Signorelli, and the leadership team of NFCC for the wisdom to lead and especially build effectively and relevantly. <laughs> Did you ever see a white boy dance before? It gets pretty ugly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, when we're praying this, this third one, we're praying for everyone here, everyone that's involved with this fellowship. We're praying for leadership, for leaders, for those that come that are not in a position of leadership but will soon be in a position of leadership because you are in a position of leadership. You just don't know it yet. I'm praying that God would continue to open everyone's eyes here as to what their part is in this body. Because every part is important. The eye cannot say to the ear, I have no need of you. And the hand cannot say to the foot, I don't need you. We're one body in Christ. And no one is above another here. We are all equal in Christ. Amen? And we have different callings upon our life. We have different anointings on our life. But it is one God, one Lord, and one Spirit. Amen? Pray for the numerical growth within the community of NFCC and for all and for the full appropriation of the word of the Lord in the hearts of those who hear his truths. That this place will be a place that preaches the word of God uncompromisingly. Liberal theology has infiltrated the church. And if you don't know what liberal theology is, it doesn't recognize the, the word of God as being the authoritative word of God and that it's not all factual and it has crept into the church. We don't believe that here. We believe that the Word of God is the authority of Almighty God and that it is written by the Holy Spirit through men and it is the accurate, infallible Word of God that that Word of God would go forth from this place with uncompromisingly faith, with uncompromising the integrity of the Word and with the faithfulness that God has put in all of our hearts to protect it and to preach it because that is the church's job to uphold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. And every one of us are commissioned to do that. So when we pray that, pray that the word of God will go forward with power and authority from this place. And I'm going to take the liberty to add number five here. I want us to pray for Randy in his en endeavors where he is in Nations Changers and what he's doing in North Carolina. I want to pray for him, and we need to pray for him, and we need to uphold him in what he's doing. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are almighty God, that you have created the heavens and the earth, that you have no beginning and no end. No one created you. You know all things. Who counsels you, Father? No one. Father, we just ask right now for your counsel and for your wisdom because you are almighty God. You are sovereign. Nothing can change what you have said from your lips. Your word is never changing. Your word is all powerful. And when we preach and when we pray your word this day in this place, your word will go forth with the authority and the power as we pray according to the spirit of you. And that it will not return void, but it will accomplish every single thing that it is set out to do as we speak it from our lips and you perform it, Father. But we pray your will and your word into the face of the earth this day. Because of who you are, Father, not who we are. We are your sons and daughters. We are ambassadors for our Lord Jesus Christ, soldiers in the army of God. So equip us, Father. 
Equip us with a strength and a power and a boldness and an understanding to know who we are and what our mission is in this place, in this time that you have placed us. So, Father, we pray right now for those in Ukraine. We pray, Father God, that the lies are being spit forth in the news media, that you would silence those mockingbird voices, Father God, that, that continually speak lies. Father, that you would let your truth be uh, put out over the airwaves in this situation and let your peace, let your understanding, and let your apostles and disciples begin to speak truth into this situation. Father, we come against every individual who has evil in their heart to cause a war in this, in this earth. It's not your will, Father God, to have war. We know that. For you're not a murderer. You don't kill. You don't steal. You don't destroy. So we come against the darkness and the principalities that are stirring up the earth in that region, Father. And we ask you to send your ministering angels to destroy the work of the enemy in this area right now, Father. We ask you to release all of heaven, Father God. Release your warring angels, Father God, to destroy the works of darkness that are taking place in this area. And silence the mouths of those that have evil intent in their heart, Father. And allow those that have a voice of reason, a voice of peace, a voice of surety, the voice of Jesus Christ led by the Spirit of the living God to speak and have a powerful platform in this time, in this place, Father. We pray for the church in Ukraine, Father. We pray that you would lift up the brothers and sisters and pastors and leadership in the church in Ukraine, that you would cause them not to shrink back in fear, but remove that fear and give them all boldness and power and authority in the spirit of love and mercy and grace to move forward and not be hindered by what they see or hear. And Father, we pray for protection for every family there. We pray for the people of Ukraine, Father, that they would come to see you through this, that know that you are God, not government. To know that you are Almighty God and that you are their answer and that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to the earth, that you died for them, Father, by sending your Son so that they could be forgiven of their sin, Father. Let that message resonate through the land of Ukraine right now. Let a revival begin to happen in that nation, Father God, through your church, Father. Let them know, Father God, without a shadow of a doubt, Father God, that this is your will and they would move forward with the surety and power of your word. Father, we pray for Canada. Father, we pray for the people of Canada, Father. You see how they have been mistreated and misused now, Father. Father, you see how that nation has turned its back on you, Father. How the word of God is not exalted in that nation anymore, Father God, as a general population, Father. Father, we would ask that you forgive them right now, Father God, just as you would forgive us in the United States for turning our back on you, Father. And Father God, without your strength and without your power, nothing can happen in Canada without your power to make it happen. Raise up your church in Canada, Father God. Let them not live in fear, Father. Let them not be moved by a tyrannical leadership that wishes to oppress them, Father. But for the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty, and we know that liberty exists in the churches of Canada, and we ask that you would raise up that liberty, that new standard of liberty, that those that are oppressed would see that true liberty comes with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this, Father. We pray for the government there. We pray for the policemen. Father, we pray that they would have a conscience, that they would do what is right, that they would do what is right by you, Father God, that many of those policemen have been brought up in the church. They have the word of God in them, Father. I ask you right now, we ask as a body, Father, that you would cause that word to rise up in their hearts, that they would do no evil, but they would do only good by your standards, Father, and not by tyrannical government dictates. Father God, in the name of Jesus, move in a mighty way.
Allow those that have truth in their heart, Father God, to be raised up in that nation. Allow them to be raised up in that nation to begin to speak and utter the very grace and mercy of you, Father. We pray for Pastor Arthur, Father. You see what he's going through, Father God. The strength that that man has, Father, is your strength. So we, Father, pray for him now, Lord, that you keep him safe. That you keep him safe and you give him strength to continue to endure this persecution, Father. Father, we ask that you continue to give him boldness along with his family, Father. That you would strengthen them with the security of your peace. For you are pleased with those that have faith in Jesus Christ. You are pleased with them, Father God, and you are their shield and their buckler. So, Father God, we ask you to put a shield of protection around him and his family and all those within his congregation that are enduring this, Father. Let the voices of evil that have come against them be silenced, Father God, through the power of the gospel, through miracles, signs, and wonders. Let them burn up the altar of Baal, Father God, through the mighty word of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father. Thank you, Lord. And Father God, we pray for the leadership here. We pray for all of us here, Father. We pray for the leadership. We pray for John and Anderson, Father God, that you would continue to help us to walk in a spirit of humility, Father. We humble ourselves before you now, Father God, and we know that without your leading, without your guiding, we can do nothing. It is through your strength and through your power, Father. So God, reveal to us in a deeper way the power and the authority that is in Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the leadership of this church. We pray that they would have a confidence and a boldness to walk in the power and the authority of your word and your word only. That they would not shrink back through anything that would cause them to stumble. That you would give them discernment to recognize wickedness when it tries to enter these doors. And that you would cause them to be just filled with that prophetic word that would speak to these things. Father God, that we would not walk as a dumb, deaf people but as a people that are filled with your spirit that flows with rivers of living water from our very bellies and out of our mouths and into the very community that we live, that every single person sitting in this place right now today, Father God, we ask, Father, for you to move in a mighty way in our hearts, to cause this river to rush like Niagara Falls, greater than what we can imagine, Father God. Forgive us for limiting your power and what you want to do in this city by our tiny imaginations, Father. Remove those thoughts, Father, from our minds and give us the mind of Christ so that we might know what your will is in this place. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray for the growth of this church. We pray for the growth. We pray for gifts. We pray for those that would come here that have a passion and a zeal for Jesus, our Lord. Father, that you would guard all those that come in here, Father God, that they have good intentions in their heart. Father, we ask right now that you would just guard this place and that you would bring people, your people, into this place, new places, new people, new voices. Father, draw them to this place. Let them see you, Father. Let them see you here, Lord God, that they can be a part of what you would want them to do in their life for Jesus Christ and the kingdom of heaven, not just for this building specifically, Father, but that their vision would be bigger, their vision would be bold, that their vision would not be limited to human standards, but their vision would be limited not by those things which would hinder them, but that their vision would be enhanced and be superior because it is your vision, it is your will, it is your power, it is your authority, it is your calling, it is your anointing, it is your spirit that would be on them, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father God, we pray for Randy. Thank you for sending him here today, Father. 
We thank you for all the things that he has done in this place, Father God, in his work. And now he has gone on to another work, Father. We ask that you would just continue to bless him in a mighty way, that you would give him wisdom and an understanding, Father God, of the mission that you have him to go on right now, Father, that he would not be hindered in any way, shape, or form, in any thought in his mind, but you would cause the word of God to rise up in his heart and set even a new standard in his heart that he never realized before, one that is great, one that is big, one that is powerful, one that is you. In the mighty name of Jesus, and we pray for his family, Father, for his son, for all those involved in the work in North Carolina, Father. We pray for unity in that church. We pray for power through the Holy Spirit to be manifested through signs, wonders, and gifts, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, we just thank you, last of all, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, that gives us the ability to stand here today and pray with this authority, to pray with this this knowing that we are your sons and daughters and we have this confidence that lives within us, confidence that was given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here as our counselor, that you are here as our advocate, our lawyer, our leader, our teacher. Continue to teach us. Continue to move us. Help us to walk in your ways. And we thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen.